Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. Joining me tonight, I've got my favorite group of people. Actually, all people are my favorite people, what the hell am I saying? But these people are like my favorite favorites. I'm missing one of my favorite favorites, but he's uh, he seemed to have evaporated for like the past month. But it's alright, we'll find him and kill him later. But tonight, i got joining me, Zyberblood of Zyber Games. Zyber, how you feeling, man? Hey, how's it going? Um, it's been a trying week, but I'm still alive, so all good. <laughs> oh, rock on. I guess I'm going to have to hear about that in your state of the games. <laughs> D, how you feeling, man? Feeling pretty good. And we got joining us again, Damoc. Damoc, how you feeling, man? Uh, I'm still upright and breathing, so, you know, it's a good thing. All right. I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. So tonight... Tonight we're actually just going to be bullshitting about some weird stuff just because I was randomly thinking about stuff during the week and yeah yeah that's 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 just what we're going what 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 the only topics I really have but before we get on to anything anything too you know crazy let's go on what everybody's drinking so let's do that in reverse again Damoc, I saw you had a bit of a beer there what are you drinking uh, I have a little beer, it's some Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager, but what's going to get me in trouble tonight is my mason jar of pirate. God damn, it's so good. You're not going to drink the whole bottle again, are you? It, it kind of is the whole bottle in the mason jar, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. D, what, what are you drinking, man? I am drinking some Captain Morgan uh, Spice Drum 100. So I'm just mixing it with some Coke because uh, I couldn't find any of the good stuff, the Pirate or the Kraken, so I'm just doing what I can find right now. You know, I always got to make fun of people for drinking Captain Morgan's, mostly because Captain Morgan's what you drink when you can't get good rum. Now I'm sad because I couldn't find good rum. You have failed this city. <laughs> no, the city has failed me. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Zyber? Well, I am... Uh doing another Pipeworks Brewing beer. Um, it is their uh, Grand um, Gnoll uh, Act 2. Um, for those that don't know what a Grand Gnoll is, it's French for a dramatic entertainment or, you know, horrific kind of play of nature. Um Yeah, usually a sequence of uh, short pieces... Um, but yeah, um, this stout, I haven't tried it yet. This is my first time trying it. I wanted to try it this time in front of everybody. So like you all see my initial reaction of it. Um, it's supposed to be a, um, mix of chocolate, blueberries, and coffee. And it weighs in at an ABV of 11. So it's an imperial stout. Um, it is also a seasonal, uh, of three. Um, there's act one, act two, and act three. This is act two. So without further ado, over the lips, past the gums, look out stomach, here it comes. All right. Your description of that, of that name, just all it made me think of was like a French whore who's a midget. Nice. I'd probably fuck her. I mean, I don't think that's physically possible. I think there's actually, like, you know, biology that's stuck there. But that's all that I thought of when you described it. But what's it like? All I taste on the front is coffee. Very slightly in the middle, I pick up a little blueberry. 
But on that back end, it's nothing but chocolate. Nothing but chocolate down the throat. Damn. I gotta try that now. That sounds incredible. Yep. It's, it's like, um... Uh, what are those fucking triangle candy bars? Um, Oh, the ones I keep calling trebuchet, but they're not trebuchet. They're like trombones or... Yeah, Talbron or whatever they are. It It's like one of those. It's like a quick berry taste. Then it's gone and all you taste is chocolate. But also, it's like, you know, taking a sip of coffee, then taking a bite of one of those. I like it. I'm trying to figure out what the hell I would have, what, like, what I would eat while drinking that beer. I This... The way that it tastes is after dinner beer. Oh, like a dessert beer, or or just yeah, like in yeah, between? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say I'd say definitely dessert beer. Hmm. Maybe pair it with some cake. I myself, uh, this is going to be a rarity for this show. I myself am stone cold sober. I know the shocked faces I see. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just uh, I was sitting there and I was I've been doing schoolwork and I'm gonna be doing schoolwork after this and uh, I just was like, oh man, I got I, I got another couple hours of schoolwork after this, so I can either get drunk and say I'm gonna do it in the morning, which we all know isn't gonna happen, or I can just stay sober and do more schoolwork after I get done here. So yeah, I'm gonna be completely sober for this one, and it is incredibly lame. Well, next segment. Been trying to kick into, been trying to keep some consistency here because we got a complaint of consistency, not texture, but consistency. Uh, <laughs> state of games. So let's ring that right back around the room, man. Zyberblood, what's your state of games now? What are you playing? How do you feel games are today? Well, I'm still doing old stuff. I, I'm i trying to, um, I don't know. I, it's Jesus Christ. State of games. What the fuck? Um, I want to get committed to more Sea of Thieves. But I've been hooked too heavily on a lot of older stuff. I'm still jumping around in um, both uh, Skyrim and Fallout on the mods. But ever since I got that um, Boy in His Blob from Cecil, I've been ripping into that. From Cecil and? And D, yes. I was getting to that. Um, I got a boxed version from D. Um, I still haven't gotten the D from Daymok, so no dicks out for him yet. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just been that, and I've been playing a little bit more of my uh, Vita. That's about it. I mean, it's it's been rough. Rough gaming. Yeah, this week has been a rough game. What about you, D? What's your state of games, man? What have you been doing? Played a little bit of Sea of Thieves. Been playing Pokemon Ultra. Um, oh, Pokemon Moon Ultra on my uh, 3DS. And I just got a Ninokuni 2 today. So I've not cracked into that yet, but I got the special edition, and it looks beautiful. Big old box right there in the corner. So I haven't been doing much uh, gaming this week, uh had a little procedure on my back, so it's been between that and work and kids, so... Had a lame week this week. Damn. Yeah, I hear you. Where are you, Daymok? City Games, what have you been doing? Uh, well, Sea of Thieves came out, so I've been playing that. And other than that, I took a chance on a really screwed-up game. My lovely daughter 
It was some indie game that I saw advertised and I played it and it's got a big warning that says this game is for fucked up people. It's meant to fuck you up. It's great. I just can't figure out the the last piece of it. That's all I'm working on at this point. And then uh, hopefully get into some uh, Ghostland Wildlands or Ghost Recon Wildlands. Very cool. Well, I myself, I've been playing Sea of Thieves as much as possible this week. I uh, was totally digging the beta when it came out. Um, really been digging the game. Only thing I, I, I just, I, I've been, I've been like on a roller coaster with that game because I, I play it, like I played the beta and I know that they had a bunch of stuff held back. I was like, okay, I'm fine with that. And I get into the game and really the only thing that they held back were, you know, cosmetic items, you know, a larger list of it. And then a couple of the people that you would gain reputation for, um, really everything else you had in the beta. So content-wise, I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping that there was going to be a little more. But, as I said, there's a roller coaster thing going on. Big butt. I was watching some videos, especially uh, specifically one that Damoc posted, and then I started watching other ones um, about like people exploring the different islands and finding all sorts of stuff uh, like hidden underneath them, which gives me a, a super, super excitement that there's going to be more content coming down the pipe um i'm really i really hope that they're going to pull a destiny one and it's not a destiny two and and when i say destiny one i i say you know they build everything up and you know they basically start with the base of good fun game mechanics which the, the game is fun the game has got really nice game mechanics it's fun to play and then as they started to as the as the the years progressed they added on more content and more content and events and and more things to keep you interested in playing the game so i hope that they go the route of destiny one you know otherwise i I think the game will just not last all that long i mean it's just it's a super fun game and there's no (laughs) there's nothing better than sailing with a couple of guys and hearing one of them laugh maniacally as they jump onto a boat kill the person on the boat, start steering the boat towards off into Never Never Land, and then get back on our boat. And then that boat turns back around and starts chasing us again. And then we take out that boat, we take out the guy on it again, and then then we end I forgot I even forget how the hell we sank the boat that time, but it's just it was uh it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> nice shirt, Damoc. A picture of Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and it says, I'm so fly, I never land. Um, speaking of shirts, uh, I don't, I didn't know what the state of our market was. So I went to, um, allied shirts and ordered one for packs. Nice. Nice. Well, make sure to get pictures of it. We might want to steal that design. Absolutely. So yeah, my state of games, I've just been, I've been playing a bunch of Sea of Thieves. Um, I've been still kicking into Chrono Trigger, just been eking out a little grinding on that to get my levels up a little bit more. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, it was a pretty mellow week. I've been trying to crank it as much schoolwork as I can. I got like three weeks left that I have for this class and I got a stupid project due for it. So just a huge pain right in the keys that, but anyway, so what was making me think about, uh, about this next topic was I was of course playing Sea of Thieves and I started talking like a pirate the whole time. And every time we'd get into the game, I'd start talking like this and give a couple R's and mateys. 
And it made me think of that scene in Down Periscope, where they're trying to walk that uh, that guy off the plank, and he's got him blindfolded, and they throw him into a net of some fishermen, and everybody laughs. And it just made me think of that movie, which made me think of, like, all sorts of other just classic movies that are out there, like Down Periscope. And I was trying to, I was trying to come up with a list of, of like, just great movies, and... Like the first one that came to mind, like after Down Periscope, was Blues Brothers, and that's because my wife, over the uh, last weekend, um, she dropped on me that she had never seen Blues Brothers, and of what? course after after I woke up, you know after you know after the shock wore off and I woke up, um, you know of course her screaming because I was behind the steering wheel that 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 kind of woke me up too, but uh, you know after the, after all that stopped. I, you know, got home, found it on Google Play, bought it, sat down, said, come on, honey, we're watching Blues Brothers. And we watched Blues Brothers, and I was just, I watched that movie over again, and it's just such a freaking classic movie. And I was trying to deconstruct the parts that make a movie a classic. It has one of the most epic, greatest car chase scenes ever. They trashed so many cars. Oh, yeah, with those cop cars, like. God, there must yeah. be a hundred cars they destroyed. It held the record for the longest time, too. Let alone going through that freaking mall. Oh yeah, God, the fucking mall. So, like, what what else can you think of that's like a complete classic for movies? Uh, Money Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail. All right, all right, I, I'll I'll agree that is a classic. Everybody should watch that movie at least once. I think there's. Definitely, but I also think, coming from Monty Python, I really love Life of Brian. Oh, yeah. Uh, The Meaning of Life is a good one also. Every sperm is sacred. And now for something completely different. Like the Texas legislature they're trying to pass. (laughs) How about uh, Major Pain? Oh, Oh, David Wayne? Yes. God. If he's in there, he ain't happy. Oh, that's now my haircut just... makes me think of that movie. Yeah, that's a movie I can just watch again and again and again. I never get tired of it. Another one, uh, going the sci-fi ray, uh, route, absolute must-watch, Spaceballs. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, anything Mel Brooks. Yeah. Like, I think just just add it, Mel Brooks. If it, if it has Mel Brooks somewhere in the opening credits, just instant classic movie. I, I, I mean, if he even walked by... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he walked by the studio. He's just is he just he rubbed off on him. I mean, not well, maybe literally. I don't know. I mean, shit. I'm not Mel Brooks. I don't know what he does in his spare time. Um, uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. I think that that's one people should watch at least once. Oh yeah, that that was that was another one. Just uh, just the eeriness and how I don't know accurate they tried to make the movie. You know, with the silence in space, so when they're do all the space scenes, there's no sound whatsoever. Naked Gun. Oh, Leslie Nielsen. And Don't Call Me Shirley. That was Airplane. Yeah. That was Airplane. Yeah, the Naked oh, Gun and, and Don't Call Me Shirley is from Airplane. Same character, or yeah. same person yeah. as Leslie yeah, Nielsen. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Airplane's another great movie. It is. It was his first uh, comedy comedy appearance. Before that, he was actually a um, dramatic actor, and he wasn't sure if he could even do comedy. So his breakout role in comedy was an airplane. Holy shit, well, he nailed it. Oh, like a boss. 
right? In a June Cleaver uh, speaking jive. Come on, man. <laughs> well, that was like, okay. Police so, Academy. Oh, Police Academy. High Tower. Mahoney. Oh, that's a good one. Dude. Okay. Does anybody, without looking it up, does anybody remember the name of the gay bar? No. No. Nope. Okay. Somebody check me, but I'm pretty sure it was the Blue Oyster. Somebody what about check the me. first Wayne's World? Oh, that yeah. Was and Bill and Ted at Excellent Adventure. Oh, yes. Actually, Bill, man, Bill and Ted's... Trip bog- back to nostalgia over here, man. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was pretty funny, too, where they freaking yeah, play... Yeah. What the hell they? They played every game under the sun with chess. Or with uh, with death, sorry. Death. yeah. I was thinking of chess, and I'm like, no, it was every game, because they were playing Twister at the end. Uh, I'd lose at Twister. Scrooged. Oh, whoa, yeah. you're talking about Albert Finney's Scrooge or Scrooge, the one with Bill Murray? The one with Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Scrooged, yes, yes. Well, the Albert Finney one, have you guys seen that one? I have not seen that oh, one at that's, all. That's a, that's a, if you haven't seen that one, that's a classic. That one's like 1970s, I think. Might be, might be late 60s. Um, you are correct, senor. It is the Blue Oyster, and I posted the scene in the chat. Here's here's one I wonder if you guys have seen. Now, the, Leslie Nielsen's in this one. The movie is called Repossessed. Is that about the guys who are repoing organs and stuff? No, no, no. Repossessed was a spoof on The Exorcist. Oh, yes! And it's freaking hilarious! Yes, I did see it. Leslie Nielsen Your was a priest. Your mama smell. What? <laughs> Leslie Nielsen Hilarious. was a priest. Yes, <laughs> and the, that that the chick in the bed like puked pea soup for like three minutes straight, and then he puked on her. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Oh my god, Dracula dead and loving it was another one by Leslie Nielsen. Oh, that one was good. That one was funny. I I don't think it was his best work, but it was still no. pretty damn funny. No. It was funny. Now the movie's terrible, but it's amazing. Tremors. Oh yeah, the first and second tremors I would say are are classics. Got to see everything after that. Pretty much got got lame. I honestly yeah. think it was the CGI that killed it because they went with they went with less puppets and more CGI, and it just it was horrid. Um, Steve Martin's uh, Roxanne that was a good one, where he had the big oh, nose and he could smell yeah. everything. Oh yeah. Oh my God! Where where Rick got all of his uh, big nose jokes for me? Yeah, the yeah the the twenty the he 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 the darts champion, whatever year yeah. it was, threw twenty twice, and he starts off with, "All right, let's start with the obvious. Is that a bus or or is that your nose or did a bus park on your face?" <laughs> it's nice to wake up and smell yeah in the morning and smell the coffee in Brazil. Keep that guy away from my cocaine. <laughs> Oh god, that's a that's a great movie too. God damn, that's a great movie. The old Pauly Shore movies like Biodome, Encino Man, yeah, uh, in the Army Now, Encino Man. But I, I didn't really like In the Army Now, dude. In the Army Now has one of the best frigging quotes ever by Pauly Shore. Boy, if you tell me to shut up one more time, I'm gonna rip out your spine and use it as a putting iron. Shut up. I'm not good with instructions. Um, son-in-law was pretty decent also. Oh, yeah, son-in-law. Holy crap. God, I haven't seen that movie in, oh, at least 15 years, maybe even more. What was, what was the biodome? classic horror. 
What was the bi- hold on? What was the biodome one? I I know I've seen it, but what was which one was that? They're trapped in the biodome, and it's the ecology ecology. Well, I can't say the damn name, but the the enclosed biodome with the they're gonna stay there locked in a year. Uh, they're only doing it for the girls. They wreck the environment entirely. And it has a weird guy with the coconut bombs. They end up opening the biodome up and they go in through that huge party and then they clean up and they use the cigarette butts as air filters to reset the biodome. I think that might be a Pauly Shore movie I never saw. Oh my god. There's something wrong with you. Oh, that's a very, very long list. One of them that I'm sober at the moment. Um, that's right. This is kind of weirding me out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm, it's a little disconcerting for me, too. It's pretty strange, actually. So, uh, on that, um, if we do end up doing GNA movie night, that should be our first movie. Oh, Biodome? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was gonna make it Blues Brothers, but yeah, Biodome. That's a that's a good classic. I, I'd uh, I definitely watch that. Well, like, okay, we we've named a metric shit ton of movies. What the hell makes them classic? Like, why are they a freaking classic? The enjoyment. I know, but like every movie I enjoy doesn't make it a classic. Well, um, ah, fuck. The internet told me they were classics. The rewatchability of a movie, a movie that I can watch again and again and again and enjoy it every single time makes it a classic to me. I don't know how everybody else feels about it. That's what it is. Very nice answer. I could go with that. I could definitely go with that. I'm trying to think the logic around that is saying, geez, is that does that not work? But no, every, every I think pretty much every single movie we've mentioned so far... Mass Appeal? Yeah, I guess Mass Appeal would be part of it. And time, you know, over time, it's like, oh, remember that great movie? You know, all the new movies that are great aren't classics until they get old, you know. Guys, guys, remember that classic movie, Dumplings? Oh, God, you son of a bitch. I've got an even better uh, one, yeah. How about The Human Centipede? Isn't that a classic? Actually, The Human human Centipede's turning into, like, an infamous classic. Yeah, I've seen that one at least 20 times. I was like the first one in the army to watch it. Well, if no, since nobody else can see this, and, and we're an audio podcast, so this is helping everybody, uh, Zyra Blood is now holding up a uh, Rick and Morty pin that's got Rick at the front, Morty in the middle. It looks like Mr. Meeseeks at the back. It looks like Jerry and then Mr. Meeseeks. Is it Jerry? Or is that... Or is that Morty? It's Morty, then me six. There you ah. go. As the human centipede. And if you've never seen the human centipede, you probably got to watch it at least once just so you can have that image stuck in your head and we're not the only ones being tortured. But just imagine ass to mouth for a long way. The ass to mouth train. Yeah, you don't need to watch the first Human Centipede. You should just watch the Human Centipede 2 uh, because it references the movie while the the guy's watching the movie and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. All right, here here's a question on if this is a classic movie or not. Oh, hold on, what do you got, Zyber? The best part of 2 is the pregnant lady scene where she's trying to escape. 
Oh, dear Lord. I, I, I never watched the second one. I watched the first one, and I thought that was scarring enough. Now you've got to watch the second. Yeah, the second one's great. It's all about the uh, this guy who watches the first movie and wants to recreate everything, except he's not a doctor and or a surgeon. He's some dude that is like a security guard at a warehouse, and he gets like 40 people. It's horrible. <laughs> Fucking watch it. Crap, now I gotta watch it. Yeah, he ropes in one of the stars from the first movie because they played off as the first movie was actually just the movie. So it's kind of like breaking the fourth wall, but not breaking the fourth wall. So it's a and movie. traumatizing you at the same time. It's a movie about a dude watching a movie and making a movie of the movie he just watched, but not making a movie, making it real life in the movie. Mm-hmm. Sounds simple enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I can. I can follow that. I'm. I'm sure I can. Well, D, you just actually came up with a, uh, 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 actually, back there a minute ago, we just, uh, we kind of walked over top of it for a second. Sorry about that, but classic horror movies. So the first one that always comes to mind when anybody says classic horror movie, and and I don't know if it comes to your mind, it's just I, I, I always want to come to mind, but uh, John Carpenter's Thing. Oh, yeah. Yes, but for me, the most part, Night of the Living Dead, the original that I uh, first oh, saw on your couch damn. after school. Dude, now that one, that that is a classic, hands down classic. I can watch that over and over again. In fact, that is a movie, and I, I, I think Zyver and D might be able to attest to this, but that is a movie when somebody says they have never seen that movie, I like go out of my way to force them to watch that movie. Because they have to watch that movie. That is a movie that you must see at least once. I've been watching that movie since about at least the age of five. Oh god, yeah. And it's not like it's it's not like it's super gory or super bloody. It's an old style film. So a lot of the stuff that happens in it where something like bad happens or somebody dies or something, they cut away from it and they just kinda make you use your imagination. And man, those films, like from way back in the day, those always get me going because your imagination is always ten times worse than what you could actually see. Yeah, they ban- they bank off of uh, suspenseful scenes and let your imagination run wild. Like when they're busting through the door and they actually come in and like grab someone. It's not like when you're watching uh, The Walking Dead where they show like blood splattering. It it shows a shadow. And then the person's gone. Yeah. And actually, you know what movie I thought really worked on that suspenseful, but also mixing in the, you know, I'd say a tasteful amount of gore, you know, a tasteful amount of um, letting you see what happens is uh, the new It. Have you guys seen that yet? I haven't seen it yet. See, now, like, I, I thought it was, I mean, I didn't think it was a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, hey, this is silly. This is an instant classic. No, no, it's not. Tim Curry's my man. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that. But on that, I thought like um like the jump scares in the movie. I thought I thought walking in that that movie was gonna be just jump scare after jump scare after jump scare and it was gonna be boring. It it wasn't jump scare after jump scare after jump scare. I mean, there were a couple things that happened. Like you st- the start of the movie, you start right off with Georgie. I mean, it's literally a, a shot for shot scene from the original. Um, it. I mean, he, he's got the boat. It's floating down the stream. He goes and he meets Pennywise in the sewers. It's a shot-for-shot shot scene. But then, and this is part I can't remember, which i got to go back and watch the original It. 
but uh, you know, Pennywise grabs his arm and rips the kid's arm off and bites it off. So like right there, it kind of gives you a little bit of a jump scare. But it was like, okay, well, all right, we're, we're setting the stage there. And that was kind of one of those things I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is setting the stage for a whole bunch of jump scares throughout the movie. But there really wasn't a whole lot of jump scares. And even the jump scares that you, like, like the kid in the, in the, in the, the fucking um, sewer, like even though you knew something bad was going to happen, like that, that suspense is building up, it, it was still like freaky. It was like, you're like, holy shit, dead kids? What the fuck is this, a balloon? Uh, I, I just, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a good mix of letting you use your imagination on what's going on as well as showing you what's going on. Yeah, uh, I actually watched it at your house, mm-hmm. and I was really, really worried that it was going to be a jump scare movie and that it was going to be terrible, so I missed it in theaters. I have to say, I agree with everything that you've said. It's got the jump scares, but they're pr- appropriately timed. That's more suspenseful and right there. I really enjoyed it. But the movie that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid was Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Holy <laughs> shit. Love Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, we had uh, these crows nesting in these shitty trees on the side of our house. <laughs> And they would come and try and, and they would swoop down at you and it'd be like really shitty. So everybody was like throwing stuff at the birds and then we go inside, we watch the movie. I don't think I went outside for like six months. I literally was just about to say, that's the type of movie where you watch it and you think to yourself, holy shit, this could really happen. And you just fucking went around, yeah, they fucking swoop down. You know what the funny thing is, is, is the, uh, now crows are extremely intelligent. They probably peeked in, saw you watching that shit, and said, you know, we're going to fuck with this guy for, like, at least six months. They could have. Well, Alfred Hitchcock, man, his movies, his movies went down that realm, though. Like, a lot of his older stuff, um, it went down that realm of just that imagination, that angst. You know, that same kind of, uh, that same kind of thing that Night of the Living Dead did to you. You know, where it really kind of built up suspense in it, and, and when something happened, it was like, holy shit, that just happened. Some of my favorite, and, and these are horrible, horrible movies to watch now just because they're, they're so, so dated. But uh, did you guys ever watch the old, like the old Mummy, the old Wolfman? Loved them. They're, they are classics. I mean, those are super, super classic movies. But man, they just, like by today's standards, they just do not hold up. I mean, by comparison. All right, D does not have his headphones on, but uh, we should totally tell him to have Jess or tell Jess hi. Yeah, he's walking away now, so it's totally tell just high time. <laughs> so, Zyber, uh, who won the pool on this one? Um, who won what pool? The the pool on uh, when Jess was going to call D. Um. Oh, that pool. Um. Well, it is a fifty-fifty between Damoc and you. Oh man, I guess we'll just have to see how long it came back. Yeah, it was at thirty uh thirty-three and a half minutes there, so that's got to be uh that's got to be a record there. Comes down to the toss of a coin for you guys. <laughs> Man, some other really, really great horror flicks. Um, you guys, like, th- there's just so many great... Shit, man, there's just so many great ones to talk about. You guys ever ever watched the movie Event Horizon? Yes. Love that movie. Oh, one of my favorites. Dude, that movie is... Uh, that movie is so, so good. I mean... You beat me to the punch. Yeah, that one starts off... 
like giving you all this angst about like letting you kind of see little bits of what's happening and then kind of show and part things. And then you just see the aftermath of it. And you're like, holy crap, what's going on? And then it just hits you right in the face with a mallet of, of like what is happening. And the whole haunted ship thing, it never ends all the way to the end credits. It never ends. The whole, uh, it's man, that would be a, uh, that would be a great RPG. Like that would be a great campaign to run. Idea coming up. Hmm. I know Gravemind was nope. talking about getting a uh, a role playing thing going. Maybe we can get something like mm. that going on it. Now, what are the uh, classics I like? Now, the first one is the classic. the uh, The sequels are all pretty much B rated hot garbage. But the first Howling. Oh yeah. Actually, you know what? I thought the Howling Four was was okay. I enjoyed the Howling Four. I'm not gonna say it was great, but I enjoyed it. Fan- Excuse me, Phantasm. That was a great classic. Dude, the uh, tall man. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that is such like those are those are bad movies, but those are good movies. Did you guys those see are the classic good bad? Movies. Did you guys see the last one that was released where they try to tie it all up? Ah, no, I didn't. Was that the one where they were uh, focusing more on the orb? No, no, this is where they were focusing on the, um, you know, the guy, the, the guy always has the, um, the ponytail, the bald up top here, dude, mm-hmm. they have a movie where it like literally is focusing directly on him and about his, uh, oh boy, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to spoil this, spoil the shit out of this for you. So they're following him and it's happening like right after what's going on. <laughs> Nobody's nobody's fucking listening. They're all taking their, their headphones off. <laughs> so I'm just gonna sit here and talk for a bit about like all this cool stuff that like really happened and, and I'll make some hand motions and like this this thing so that they think I'm talking about something, but really they have no clue what I'm talking about. And uh, Cecil smells bad. And I smell bad, yeah. So that that's it. That's how it works. <laughs> it was, it was a great movie. The whole damn thing. It was a great movie though. Wait a second. Um, he didn't spoil it. He was fucking with y'all. I, I saw a motion. You were fisting something. Yeah, yeah. I was totally fisting it. It was that was the orb thing as it came down and was attacking stuff. Should have seen what the orb did to him. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, dude. The O ring is like it's like eight inch diameter now. Fuck my ass, magic dildo. <laughs> magic dildo, my ass. My ass. No, but they made a new one of it, and I didn't know that they made it, and I actually tracked it down. Um, I'll look it up here. I'll put it in the show notes if I can remember. But yeah, so it was it was like a, a movie to tie it all up, and it was the last movie that the guy made, the guy who played the tall man. It was like the last movie he made before he died. Like, oh, wow. actually died in real life. Yeah, it, if you haven't seen it, go check it out, because I got on a Phantasm kick, oh, geez, it was about six or seven months ago, and I just totally wanted to watch some Phantasm. And when I found it, and I was looking up, and I'm like, oh, okay, I saw that one, I saw that one, I saw that one, and I saw this one, I'm like, wait a minute, when the, what the hell, this one was made when? Holy shit, I've never seen this movie. They made a Phantasm movie that I haven't seen yet. What the hell is this about? I must find it. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking it up real quick right now. Where are you? 19, 1979 is when that first one came out. Yeah. Holy sheep shit. Sounds about right. And But just like, um, just like every other Phantasm movie, that last one is, like, is all over the place. Uh, I mean, it's... Man, that movie was coined when I was made. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what? I, I remember why I liked that movie so much. Does anybody remember what Mike um, 
what, what the what the main car was that they drove in that thing? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen those. At least a decade or more. Zyber, you, you should know. Would that be a Cuda? That would be a Plymouth Barracuda. Cuda, Cuda, Cuda. Oh, one of my favorite classics, Army of Darkness. Oh, man. Those those movies are so bad that they're good, though. I'm blind. I'm blind. Oh, it's going to kill me if I can't find these freaking movies. You realize that? I'm surprised no one had said Army of Darkness or Evil Dead or The Exorcist or any of that yet. Well, I mentioned Repossessed as a, as a spoof off The Exorcist. I figured, you know. Oh, uh, Phantasm Ravenger, made in 2016. Wow, that recent. Dude, I saw it and I went, holy crap, how have I never seen this movie? When, what the hell happened? But yeah, Phantasm Ravenger. Uh, and I believe it was that- the last movie that the guy made. And if you watch it, the guy like the guy who plays Mike and stuff, they look identical to when they last made one back in, what, the late 90s? What even happened in 2016? I don't even remember. It's all blur. It is a blur. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Here's a classic kind of slash horror movie slash comedy movie. Bubba Hotep. Oh, hell yeah. Love that one. Bubba Hotep. Man. Heck yeah. The man Bruce Campbell playing Elvis. And they think he's an Elvis impersonator. But really, he's Elvis in a nursing home. The real Elvis. (laughs) And he's named like a boil on his dick after his ex-wife. Bubba Hotep. God damn, that is (laughs) such a good movie. Oh my god, when the nurse comes in with the tub of Vaseline. (laughs) Oh Oh god. God, that's such a such a bad good movie all at the same time. Well what about like okay. So this is gonna be cliche, but I'm gonna name the two of them because well I gotta. But Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah, they're classics. I mean shit. They uh, they're so classic. People are uh, trying to bring them back into the mainstream. Dude, Friday the Thirteenth should come back full on into mainstream, only because that friggin' game they nailed it. That game is like playing a nineteen eighties friggin' movie. Oh, uh, speaking of Friday the Thirteenth games, remember the NES game that was sort of broken? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh I have a friend who's working on making a game similar to that because they can't afford to get the rights to it, so they're making a game similar to that game but not as broken. Make them wear a bunny mask instead of a hockey mask. Like plant that seed, dude. All right. Like Donnie Jar- Darko? Yeah, like Donnie Darko bunny mask, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you see a crazed man coming at you with an axe wearing a bunny mask, you're just you're not even going to run. You're just like, I'm checking out, dude. This is it. This is my port of call. That's what's happening. That or you're stuck in Bioshock. Oh, yeah, you're down in Rapture. You know, that would make that whole arc, Bioshock, I think would make a great trilogy of movies. Like how they all or tie even, together. Even, or even episode, like like a show, like episodes. Like, if they did it right, like Game of Thrones? Well, the only problem was, like, in episodes, those three games pretty much tie up all of that story so perfectly. Like, you play through the first one, and you're like, okay, cool. You play through the second one, and you're three-quarters of the way through before you kind of realize where the correlation is, like, what's happening, like, how the second one relates to the first one at all. And then you play Mm -hmm. the third one, and until you get to, like, the very end, you have no friggin' clue how this 
connects with the first two games. And then when it finally does show you how it connects, like just your mind gone. I think it'd be a good show is, is a prequel leading up to what happened in, in, in the first Bioshock. Now that, that I would watch. That's what was my brain was going. Cause as, as that society slowly crumbled, that would make an excellent show. Like game of Thrones gritty. You know what I mean? Oh dude, I, I would watch that. I would pay for a service to watch that. Am I beautiful? Tell me, am I beautiful? Oh, yeah. And you see people get all, like, addicted on plasmids and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Damn, that's a good thing. You can even be creative as long as you still keep the ending, like, all the stuff that leads up to before the first. You can still even expand upon people. Oh, my God. And, like, the psychosis of, like, someone walking through an area and someone's laugh crying. Like, one second they're laughing, next second they're crying kind of thing. Oh, that, that kind of, yeah, I love it. Oh, and have, like, little sections of Rapture start to fall before the other parts. So, like, they're still, mm-hmm. like, sane, normal people, like, doing their normal thing. Almost like a zombie insurrection, but it's really the, the splicers going nuts. Oh, man. And you got to have Fontaine in it. You got to get the guy who voiced Fontaine to play Fontaine. I think we just, like, set somebody up to make millions because, you know, we don't have the rights to that shit. No, man, but that would be fucking, that'd be fantastic, dude. That would be epic. Yeah, but the dude that uh, does have the rights to those games, he cashed out and is like, fuck it. I mean, I'm out. I'm not doing anything more with it. What are you going to make after that, dude? I mean, you, how are you going to top in, uh, uh, the Infinite? or infinite? It's Infinite. Bioshock Infinite. How the hell are you going to top that? I, I, I don't know. I mean, really, the DLC that came out afterwards just like, uh, hey, we're trying to sell some stuff. It wasn't great DLC, to be perfectly honest. It, it didn't expand the story all that much, if at all. It just kind of did it to, to sell some more money, you know, or to sell some more games and stuff. Money for sale! What about, uh, you guys, you guys ever watch the old Hellraisers? Of course. Oh my god, I love the Hellraiser movies. Clive I still Parker want to find Rep- is Sorry. a freaking genius when it comes to, like, just the thought of Cenobites. Oh yeah. I so want to find like replicas of the little of the each of the puzzle cubes that they used to unlock hell and just discreetly put it on all my friends like say coffee tables, leave it there and, and just let them <laughs> let you guys figure it out. <laughs> Wait till you look over and see somebody trying to solve it. No, motherfucker, what are you doing? I'd quit my job just to try and get that piece of wood to actually do its thing. Oh man, yeah, that would be amazing. You can't use wood. You got to use metal, man. No, but make it look make like it as wood. realistic as possible. Yeah, make it look like wood, though. Yeah, like if I saw a Hellraiser cube sitting in my house somewhere, that would be I mean, that would be the way to fuck with me. I would go and throw it out, and then you just discreetly plant another one, and I keep like I'll burn them, destroy them. I'll, you'll you'll see me in back like setting off explosives and nuking them, and I walk back in. There's another one sitting on my table. I know a better way to f with Cecil. If you want to f with Cecil, make sure you know sometime you go visit him. Make sure you put a box of old, old, like, 8 millimeter film and the Fuck reader you. up in his attic. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, I literally would walk out of the house throwing the match over my shoulder. I wouldn't even warn anybody that I was doing it. I'd be like, sorry, love you guys, but you're burning. I'm done. I'm out. Name that movie. Sinister. Love it. So, with the ghosts in your house, 
Yeah, I wanted to do that. I really wanted to do that when I stayed in your guest bedroom. I was going to tuck it under the bed and just kind of leave it there. And when your wife goes to remake the bed or whatever, you may remake the bed, somebody's going to find the box. Oh, I wanted to, but... I didn't need you to burn down your house, especially with that beautiful tree. I, I would, I would have burned her, burned it right down, burned it to the ground. But the, but the great part is, is if you brought Bot into it, she would f- with him so bad, she would be sport. No, no. Okay, okay. So story time with Cecil. All right. So here's a little thing that happened with my daughter when she was like way, way younger. So when I moved down to Virginia, I stayed at my parents' house. Yeah. Okay. I stayed with my parents. So what, guys? It was free rent free come on so i stayed with them because i was just moving down to start up a new job so where we stayed downstairs in their house and we had like two rooms that were like they were cornered to one another so you go down a hallway you make a left you go to the end of the hallway you make a left and there's the room we were in or if you go straight that's the room my daughter was staying in so one night and i don't sleep very well anyway so i mean a mouse farts and i wake up if i'm asleep at all so one night i'm just sitting there and i'm you know just staring at the door doing nothing just trying to rest not move and i hear my daughter like move around and i'm kind of like fading in and out so i hear her moving around in her room and i'm just thinking oh, she's going to the bathroom well she she walks out well no she doesn't walk out she kind of slumps out and I, I see this movement in front of the door and I'm like honey and she she just turns and her head's kind of cocked to the side and her arms are down at her side and she just kind of starts shuffling in and she gets like, you know, about a foot into the room. And as she's walking in, I, I'm looking at her. I'm going, honey, are you okay? She's not saying anything. So now I'm, I'm starting to sit up and I'm on my elbow and I'm kind of up in bed. I'm like, honey, what's wrong? Are you okay, honey? And she leans her head back and she starts cackling laughing, like this maniacal laugh. Now, at this time, I have now gone from leaning on my elbow to I am on the balls of my feet sitting on the bed. And I've got my hands perched next to me, one of them in a fist, ready to cold cock this child. And I'm telling this kid, I'm like, honey, you've got to talk right now. You've got to say something. Honey, I'm going to knock you out. Honey, you've got to say something right now. I am getting extremely alarmed at this kid laughing maniacally. And she's just, her head's tilting back and she's just shaking back and forth laughing. My wife wakes up and is watching this whole thing because she keeps hearing me say, honey, are you okay? Honey, what's wrong? So my wife wakes up and she's like, Marini, are you okay? Honey, are you okay? I'm I'm like literally ready to cold cock this kid. I'm standing up. I'm grabbing for a lamp. I'm I'm ready to just just drop this kid. And then all of a sudden she like she snaps out of it, and she looks and she goes, "I'm tired." And I'm like, "Honey," she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Where are you, honey?" She you know said, "Nanny, nanny, and dad, dads." I'm like, "Okay, do you gotta go potty?" Yeah, okay. Let's get you over that way, away from me, okay? Let's go that way. <laughs> yeah, get away from me, kid. <laughs> You're creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing you learn as a parent is that uh, cri- kids are absolutely creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. I have two of them. They're little creepsters. Yeah. And they like to fuck with you. I-, I wish she was screwing with me. She, like, does not remember any bit of what happened. She has no clue. Just started laughing. Probably sleepwalking. And, and and it wasn't even like her normal laugh. Like if it was a normal laugh, I would have been cool with that. I would have been like, oh, hey, she's just messing around. She's sleeping and laughing. No, she was laughing like 
like that kid. The demon? No, you remember like the 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 kid in Poltergeist when like it was Poltergeist oh. two or three, and she started like cackling, laughing, like like that, that type of laughing. Yeah, I think I would have dropped that kid. I do. <laughs> no I offense, was, I think I would have. <laughs> I was that close to cold cocking my own kid. <laughs> That's pretty damn creepy, man. Yeah, but kids in uh, kids in horror flicks or kids in horror games. I mean, they really are anything. Anything with horror and children is just it's it's like a next level creepy as fuck. Oh, dude, like the ring or the grudge. Yeah. My thing. Uh, okay, son. Um, yeah, my thing with kids in games and films that are supposed to be scary and whatnot is. I don't like that a lot of games don't allow you to fucking kill, you know, these little demonic shits. You should just be able to say, well, I got this shotgun. Fucking end this shit quick. What, not going to smoke a road sign? No. Smoke the kid with a freaking slug. Dude, you played, what was it, Dante's Inferno? Yeah. Hell yeah. You killed the aborted fetuses. Well, yeah, I mean, fetuses, I mean, dumplings, whatever. But Silent Hill. Si- yeah, the freaking Ash Babies, dude. That was yeah. great. <laughs> now that game right there, that is a game that will mess, like, just mess you up. What If you get into that game, or you get balls deep into that game and you really start to immerse yourself, that game messes you up. You know what would be even better? Event Horizon 2, they land the ship next to a school, yeah, and then the school gets haunted. Eh? Eh? Never mind. Um, yeah, I remember the first time I played Silent Hill, I borrowed it from D after Steve played it. And, uh, sorry, Cecil. After Cecil played it, um, and everybody was like, yeah, you got to play it with the lights off, you know, completely dark, mm-hmm. no nothing, completely dark. You got to play it like that. No ands, ifs, or buts. Um,. Even unplug your alarm clock. No, no, no light whatsoever, but the glow of the TV. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was fun. I never laughed so hard in my life. Oh yeah, dude, that had some scenes in it that just that just they 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 got you, like they just got you. What was that one where uh, where you took pictures of ghosts? Fatal frame, man. Fatal frame. Fatal frame. We're playing it at my house, dude. Gur and I were sitting down playing that game at my house, and uh, I another story time with Cecil. So, Gur or Primary Circle, as he is in uh, in the Discord chat. So we were sitting there, we were hanging out. I was reading through like a magazine or or something or other, and uh, he's over. He's playing, and it was you know late at night. I again, I never slept, so having people over at eleven o'clock at night wasn't a big deal. So he's sitting there and he's playing uh, Fatal Frame and he's going around and he's uh, like, yeah, huh, that's weird. And I may get the time wrong, so if I get the time wrong, sorry. But uh, he looks at it and uh, I hear him go, huh, that's interesting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All of a sudden he jumps up and he's like, because he was sitting on the edge of the bed, all of a sudden he jumps up and he perches like on all fours and he's like, he's on the balls of his feet, just like me when I was about to cold clock my kid. He's like sitting there going, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like yelling, pointing at the screen and pointing at my clock. 
So I look over and I'm like, I, I put down the magazine and I'm like, what? And I look over at the screen and it, it said, you're looking at a clock and the clock is stuck on 1146. So I look over at the clock on the, the television thing that I had and it said 1146. So now I'm sitting there going, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're sitting there screaming like at the top of our lungs going, whoa, whoa. And then all of a sudden, because we realize that the clock isn't changing at all, we both get dead silent. And we just watched that clock and we literally just sat there and watched it for what felt like an eternity until the thing finally clicked over <laughs> to 1147 and we both just, whew, and then he turned the game off and we watched TV. Yeah, that would make an interesting, uh, I think that would make an interesting movie too. Especially if the house that you go to is placed in the suicide forest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there you go, buddy. Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. That's what I'm talking about. Man, that's a that, that's a classic game to play. I found that at first on the PS2. I think that's when you played it first. Was at my house when I found it on PS2. Fatal Frame. I watched you play it. I didn't play it myself. Yeah. And I only watched yeah. you play it for about thirty seconds as I walked in, and you were doing something, and you turned it off. I said, "What's that?" He said, "Fatal Frame." And I went, "Huh? Let's check that out." And I got it forever, forever later on Xbox. Yeah. Which I think you actually yeah, have that Xbox that I had it on. Yep, I do. And I also have it on Xboxes over there. No, but I think you actually have the physical Xbox that I was using to play Fatal Frame on. I do. It's downstairs. <laughs> I do. And the game's back there. Man, what are some other great uh, great horror flicks? Just classic horror flicks. There's just so many of them. Oh, what's up, Zyber? Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Isn't that the Xbox that you uh, gave to me the last time I was there? No. No. D. No. No. No, no it's not. Oh, his okay. his is downstairs still. It, it depends. Is the one that he gave you is it covered in a red like sh- like electricity style skin? Yeah, then it's definitely not that. Well, that's a weirdest sound. I just heard something that kind of sounded like a scream. Your house is haunted. You have a double oak tree in your backyard. That was kind of weird, to be perfectly honest. I thought it was my computer making some noises, but it's kind of freaky. All right. <laughs> Next topic? Next topic. Um, nobody plant 8mm film with an 8mm player in my house ever. Because if I find out it was you, I will flay you alive and then pour salt and lemon juice on you. No, but seriously, my, my brother almost didn't buy a house because of that. He was going to look at a house, and I told him, hey, bro, did you check the attic on that house? He's like, no, no, why? I was like, well, when I popped up there, I said, there's this box. He's like, don't you fuck with me, man. Don't you fuck with me like that. And I'm like, no, dude, was, there's was a box up there. He's like, no, we're going back right now. I'm like, yeah, it was weird. I, I didn't open it up, but uh, it was it was just like an old it was like an old cardboard box, like ones you, ones you get from like an office or something. He's like, man, look, I know you're fucking with me. Don't fuck with me like that. Because I made him watch that movie. And, like, ever since he watched that movie, like, that movie messed us up. Like, it was good. I enjoyed it. But I, I tend to get really immersed in horror movies when I watch them. Like, I tune everything out. I'm, like, literally standing right there when everything's happening. Like, that's that's how immersed I get in horror movies. So he was watching it with me. And he, my brother does the same thing. When we, get it, when we get into a good movie, we, like, we really start to get into it. So he was, like, really getting into that movie. And he's like, oh, man. And then, then when he, because he turned down that house actually, and then when he went to go buy this house that he had, he says, "Oh no, dude, I had him, I had him crack because he had a sealed attic, so there was actually no way of getting into that attic space. 
So he's like, oh, no, no. I, I had him crack it open. I had him cut a hole, and I, I crawled up there. I, I, I had to make sure there was nothing up there, man. <laughs> I was like, you did not. He's like, I totally did, and he showed me the spot. He's like, that's where it was, man, right there. That's what I cut. I had a stroke of brilliance just now. Mm-hmm. We have to petition PlayStation VR game, the perfect PlayStation VR game, Event Horizon the game. Oh, God. That would make me buy PlayStation VR. Like, I don't, I don't, if it wasn't PlayStation VR, if it was any VR, I would buy VR to play that game. And then you would probably find me in this OP seat with, like, shit and piss running down it, and I'm dead because my heart stopped. Or in the fetal position shaking, you know. No, nah, no. Nah. If it's fresh, I still. Would, if you're I fresh. would go right past that. Like, I wouldn't even make it to the fetal position. Like, the heart would just stop. It would be like Barney from The Simpsons. I'd just go, oh, my heart stopped. Oh, there it goes. That would that would just be that'd be it. It'd be over. Yeah, they should make some of those type of things for VR. That'd be awesome. Yeah, like if like what what game did they make that was a sequel? That was the official. Se- Actually, no, it was the thing. It was a thing game. I think the thing that they made. Remember, remember they made it for PS2. I think they made a the thing for PS2. I believe. I thought that in Xbox. Right? Yeah, I believe that that was supposed to be the you know, official sequel to the Thing movie. I could be wrong. I got to look that up. Hey, if you're listening and you know the answer to that question, email us. GNA and your D- GNA podcast and GNA and your DNA dot one. Let, let us know because I'm probably not going to remember to look that up later. And I got too much. And Sony, if now. you actually happen to listen, make that shit happen, man. Make that shit happen. That'd be some good shit. What, what else? Like, what? You know, they did the Thing prequel which was actually a remake of the original black and white thing and that was okay that was the swedish camp because you guys know that john carpenter's thing was actually a sequel to the original black and white thing Mm -hmm. and the original black and white one was them at the swedish camp and i thought that the remake or the the remake of that one that they did of whatever they i don't even it was the thing like 2000 whatever but uh I thought the remake that they did of that with the Sweet Camp, I thought that was really well done. They they spent, I think, a lot of time making it all fit, like making everything that happened in the second movie, in John Carpenter's thing, they really made it work and made the scene look like that and really, really just crank out. You know what we should, we should uh, audience, if you guys can think of a really sick horror game or horror movie... That would be awesome at VR. Let us know in the comments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give us a comment on that one. Let us know. Yeah. If you guys could think of something that would be absolutely mind-blowing, let us know. Like Slither? Oh, dude, that was more of a comedy than a horror movie. You're talking about the one with Nathan Fillion? All right, right, how about what they sort of pulled it from, Slugs? Okay, Slugs, yeah. Yeah, Slugs I could see. But Slither, that was the one with Nathan Fillion, and that really was just more comedic than anything else. VR Teletubbies. That would be terrifying. Yeah, I, I might, I might have nightmares. Or Cease's old Furby. Oh, fucking Sumo! Jesus Christ, that that thing was possessed. You want to talk about haunted things? Sumo murder you in your sleep. Fuck this thing. Yeah, frig- everybody remembers Furbies. So I had this Furby that was friggin' forever old. Like I got it when Furbies first came out, and then all of a sudden I'm going to move out of my. Actually, no, we were cleaning out that back room, and it was years. Emphasis on the word years later. Going and digging this stuff out from the back room, and I find it tipped over upside down like in a heap of just shit. 
I pick it up. I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's that old Furby I got forever ago. I wonder where that went. I set it on the shelf next to me. I go back and I start cleaning some stuff up now. Bear in mind, I, I set it there and I didn't touch it for a couple minutes. All of a sudden, it opens its eyes. Its ears start to wiggle and it goes, ah, so much sleepy. And I think, I think Lex and I were in the room at the time. And D, were you there? Did I con I you? So. I con somebody to help me clean that room, and I can't remember who it was. But all of us. It was if it wasn't then, I I was there shortly after, and you showed me. Yeah. Well, we were in there, and we literally all of us stopped what we were doing, turned and looked at this Furby. Yeah, I was there. And then looked at each other, and we're like, uh uh-uh. uh. I think I threw out the window after that. That thing was almost as scary as Jurassic Frog. Oh God, Jurassic Frog! Jesus Christ. That was that freaking bullfrog that grew to the size of a, of a small Volkswagen. Dinner place. Oh, Jesus. Daymox got Furbies. Oh, my God. Thank God none of them look like sumo. They're all still as creepy as I remember, though. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Oh, guys, if you get, like, an Alexa, you know, those, uh, 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 the Amazon, you know, Echo thing with Alexa and everything else, don't do what I did. I asked it to start the, uh, the robot uh, uh, Armageddon. Oh, God. It gave a really fucking creepy response. Oh, God. I could just imagine. Uh-oh. Hold on. It, it, he, it gave, like, the most creepy response Daymark's ever. Daymark's got something in his hands, and I'm trying to figure out what this thing is going to be. Other than a dildo. The creepiest doll that you could ever get as a kid. The creepiest one that would talk to you, and when its batteries got low, the cassette that you put in it, would get all like, bleh. oh my god, oh, Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin? Ruxpin. Holy crap! Man, put some Ozzy Osbourne in that shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that thing started sounding all demonic. And if the tape got stuck, is that one of those new remake ones, or is that one of the originals? This is an original. Holy fuck, that's awesome and terrifying. So that's the cassette one. I Has fucking the- loved Teddy Ruxpin. I used to try and play uh, the Led Zeppelin tapes, Pink Floyd tapes, but the Teddy Roxman tapes were recorded at such a um, different interval that they just sounded really bad. Oh, yeah. This is from Kmart. It was sixty four ninety seven way back in the day. Like, the box is all damaged. It's all dirty as hell. Grew up with this terrible, terrible thing. Those things are like a hundred bucks now. They re-released them. Oh yeah, they're re-released. But I got me an original, and this thing scared the shit out of me as a co- as a kid. I bet like, it's collectible if it's not possessed. Or yeah, maybe make it more collectible. I don't know. Yeah, he's got the only Teddy Ruxpin that didn't turn into Chucky. Maybe we should write a uh, write a scary story about uh, maybe make a little movie about uh, Teddy Ruxpin. A uh, little little narrative, little uh, little friends become enemies, enemies become friends. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, a novel. Yep, yeah, working on for three years. Mm-hmm. We should probably get to the questions from the audience. Oh, Christ, do we have any questions from the audience? I didn't even check. Fuck, I suck at life. We do, we do. We've been rambling yeah, forever. Oh God. Okay. Um, here we go. We do have some questions. So, the first question from Gravemind. Do you think lab-grown meat will ever replace high-quality top-shelf steak? 
All right, Z- or, uh, D, you got your finger up there. I'm assuming you're either going to pick your nose or got, got something to say here. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, you know. Uh, I think absolutely, because the way we're going at it, we're going to wind up killing every other fucking thing. We won't have any other choice but to eat top-shelf fucking lab meat. We'll be like, ah, fuck, we, we killed that thing, too. I guess we're uh, stuck with that. It's that or cockroach burgers, you know, one of the two. Rat. Rat burgers. Demolition man. Yeah, true. Um, I say Soylent Green. That's what it's all coming to. What's that from? Why why am I bl- why am I blitzing on that? Soylent Green is people. Oh, okay. I, I I I knew I was blitzing on it. I'm like, I know what that is. Why why am I blitzing? What about you, Damoc? What do you think? Think it'll replace it? Absolutely. I think we've already actually started replacing it. As soon as we started beefing up every animal with growth hormones and everything, you are now changing their DNA to be beefier and set up so that you can eat it. So lab-grown meat, we already have lab-grown ears. You can do what they're talking about fingers now. They're talking about organs. We're growing everything in a lab. If I could grow lab-grown meat and then do the, the horrible, horrible rotting process that they call aging... Uh, we can age the meat a hundred days and then get a really good steak out of it. Fuck it, I'll buy it. It's cheap. It'll be a lot cheaper than actually slaughtering a cow. Why not? Yeah. All I gotta say is all this human growth for hormone, these teenagers are like seven feet tall by, you know, seventh grade. You get all this human growth hormone and my dick still hasn't grown any bigger. What the fuck's up with that? Um, well, I may, they, uh... They, somebody needs to be able to use a thimble as a job. I don't know, man. I, I got nothing on that. <laughs> uh, I've probably eaten lab-grown meat, and I don't know it. So, All I was going to say is there better goddamn will be a burger on my burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lab-grown burger on your burger. Actually, dude, that would be, that they that would be fucked up. All you get is lab-grown condiments. That's all you get. <laughs> That'd be my luck. Fuck it. All right, second question uh, from Zyberblood. If you have ringworm on your penis, does that make them cock rings? Absolutely. You need to explain that one, Cecil, because uh, you're the one that had the ringworm. I do, I do. So ringworm, for, for anybody who doesn't know, is not actually a worm. It's, uh, it's the equivalent of the fungus that gives you athlete's foot or a jog itch, but it infects other areas of your body. And it goes out in a ring shape from the center, and the center of said ring is all dried out because the fungus eats up the dried out stuff. So we got fucking cats from, not, well, they're not fucking cats. Well, they might be gay. I don't know. They're two guys. I mean, I don't care what the hell they do when I'm not here as long as I don't got to watch them bang. But anyway, so uh, we got two cats from, the sh- from a shelter, and I've never had shelter cats in my entire life. So all my cats have either been, they, they were born at somebody's house or, you know, they were born at the house I was in and that's where we got our cats from. So never had shelter cats, never had to deal with shelter cats, never had to deal with like feline herpes and, and ringworm and tapeworms and all that other crap. So we fucking get these two, these two cats and they're like, yeah, yeah, they've had all this happen to them. They've had all that happen to them. They've, they've both been neutered. They've been dewormed. They've had, you know, their flea medicine. They've had all this. They've had all that. Um, neither one of them tested positive for feline herpes. So I'm like, all right, freaking, this is, this is fucking awesome. I love this idea. So we get two cats. We get them home. 
So yeah, it turns out um, one of them we had to rename to Wolfman. And if anybody out there gets the reference, then kudos to you. But uh, Wolfman had nards. One of them was not neutered, even though all of his paperwork said that he was neutered and had all of his shots and all this other fun stuff. So we get him back. All right, this one's not neutered. We got to get him neutered. So they both come home. They've got a respiratory infection. Huh. Why do they have a respiratory infection? So we take them to the vet. They both have feline herpes. Oh, well, they tested negative for that. That was really odd. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. All right, so we're, we're taking care of We're giving the antibiotics. We're getting the ones nuts cut off, all this other stuff. Then all of a sudden, uh, Damoc comes over for the weekend, and uh, his his girlfriend is in, and his girlfriend's kid are here, and uh, his girlfriend makes a remark about bots, something on her skin. They're like, uh, huh. She goes, well, that kind of looks like ringworm. So, of course, my wife looks it up. It turns out, of course, it is ringworm. So my kid's got ringworm. Then they're going, well, fuck, where the hell did you get ringworm from? Well, it turns out that cats can have ringworm, and cats can spread ringworm to human beings. So I'm now sitting there going, why exactly did we get cats again? Like, what what was the point about getting cats? I mean, there was supposed to be, like, something that we could hang out with and pet, and it'd be, like, cool, right? It wasn't, like, bring a plague into the house and they quarantine us. Like, that wasn't that wasn't part of the deal, was it? I've never even had athlete's foot. <laughs> this is well, I mean, I've had athlete's foot. Ow, I just ran over my own toes in my well, chair. there you go. That's for lying about getting athlete's foot. I didn't lie. It's karma for laughing well, at most, you. Most people have actually had a form of fungus grow on their feet before, but, uh, like, I think it's like 70 or 80% of human beings can battle it naturally, and it, it goes away It goes away uh, naturally. You know, just you don't wear your shoes all that often, and it goes away. If you've ever had really smelly feet, which, D, you have had really smelly feet... If you've had really smelly feet before, it's probably because you've had a form of athlete's foot. It doesn't always turn into oh. like, you know, these crusty scales that grow on your toes and it looks... Or itching? Yeah. Oh, then again, I lack nerves, so maybe, maybe I did I didn't notice. It doesn't always pre- present like that. I mean, athlete's foot presents in a multitude of different ways, just like jock itch does, just like, just like all things, just like all different diseases. They present in all sorts of different ways. They have common symptoms, but there are all sorts of different ways. So yeah, so we had ringworm in the house... And we're, we're finally getting ring, rid of all said ringworm. Um, so that's that's what spawned the ringworm question. So thanks, Ivor, Dick. Oh, so let's see here. What's this thing? Thanks. To, oh, oh, that's what you're saying because of it. Thanks to Blue's post to me last night to the audience. Can we host your bet? Who's bachelor party? Did I miss something? Uh, it's, it's just a general question. Um, yeah. He sent me a video and it was fucking hilarious. So yeah, um, I'm asking our audience oh, and anyone that's like I seen that. part of our crew that's not married or our frequent guests that aren't married. Can we can we host your uh, bachelor party? Don't let us. We're assholes, especially me. And if so, I'm gonna end up sharing this video with the other hosts so they can get a grasp. I've seen it. Okay, D's seen it. Blue Shark knows what it is. I'll have to send it to Cecil. Well, I was going to say. Because it's fucking hilarious. It can't be any worse than uh, than hiring like a six foot, 250 pound wrestler chick to wrestle the guy naked. That is a brilliant idea. I mean, <laughs> you got to get kicked out of the wedding. Why not make it a good story? 
Well, hey, I, I mean, do you guys remember my brother's <laughs> bachelor party? Yes. I wasn't I there. Know. I know you were. I think you were deployed at the time. Yeah, I yes. was. Yeah, I was off doing army things, getting army. Uh, well, they say army strong, but they really mean army broken, fucked up, bastards. Okay, so here's the last story time with Cecil before we we kick off the end of the show here. So my brother comes to me and says, "Hey, he wants me to be his best man." So I'm like, "Hey, bro, thanks. Hey, this is awesome." I said, "When are you get married?" And he's like, "You know, ten months away or whatever." I was like, "All right, cool. I can do this. I just started up a new job." I was actually still like this way, way, way ago. So I was still living at my parents' house. So I was saving up money like crazy. So I said, all right, we're, we're going to do this right. So my brother had always talked about skydiving. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I went to this place. I said, hey, want to hook my brother up for this thing for, for skydiving, but we got to do it on this day because it's his, his wedding is the next is oh, it was actually, I think two days away. So we did it like two days before. I said, so, you know, how can we hook each other? How can we hook this up? So it was. It started out as a as a tandem skydive with. It was supposed to be a bunch of my brother's friends, and I just told him. I said, hey, "Look, it's like 120 bucks or 110 bucks for a tandem dive. It's like yeah, you know, it's like 30 minutes of a class. You, you go jump out of a plane. We all have a big hurrah, and that's it. And everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we get closer and closer, everybody starts bailing out. So then I talked to him. I was like, hey, look, we can't do this tandem thing. Can we do? You know, they have an accelerated free fall course where instead of you being attached to somebody and they're, you know, them grinding their junk in your back, you're like free. You know, they're they're not touching you. You're you're doing it all yourself. So I like the grinding, though. Yeah, I know. I know you do. That's why you're not going tandem with me. Um, so, Come here, she so they we do this whole like six hour course, and they do this whole all they teach you all this stuff. Like they show you pictures of it. What do you, what do you see if you see, do if you see this? You know, it looks like a bowl of shit that your your parachutes turned into, and that's actually what they call it. They call it a bowl of shit. So if you see that, you know, you just cut loose and and go. And they give you all these hand signals. So like they give you a thumbs pointing down, and that means like thrust your pelvis down because. You know, you're you're not arched enough. If they, you know, they they do like a you know a shaking of the hand, it means like loosen up. You're you're too tight. You're you know relax. And then they have one specifically where it looks like they hold their hand up and it looks like they're signing a check, and then they flip you the bird. And I said, what does that one mean? Uh, that one means you signed the waiver. Fuck you. Goodbye. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to see that one ever. He's like, no, you you never want to see that one. <laughs> Like, okay. Uh, so we, we get my brother there. We're going through this whole thing. So I wake him up early in the morning. The only thing I tell him is bring a comfortable pair of shoes. Like, just bring comfy shoes because you're going to need them. He's like, all right. <laughs> Should have told him a diaper. Too. <laughs> well, we're driving there. And D, your your brother Shinzu was there because he was the yep. only other guy I could get that was willing to pay. You know, Who said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pony up the cash. I'll go. This is something I want to do. I got to admit, though, he, he's got balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got some big hairy ones. chinzu has got some cojones. Oh, yeah. So the only so my my brother, his best friend, I'm just going to call him uh, Richter, because that's that's, uh, that's the best name I can come up for him. <laughs> Fucking call him nuts. <laughs> he was, like, trying to get out of it the whole way, and I literally had to go up to him. I ended up paying for him, and he's never paid me a dime back, which I don't care. That wasn't the point of it. The point was that he was my brother's best friend at the time, and you can't leave... You can't leave him hanging on his bachelor party. Just that doesn't happen. You can't do that. So literally, we get in the car. We're driving. He knows what's going on. Shinzu knows what's going on. I know what's going on. My brother doesn't. So we're driving by this place. 
and Richter's in the back, like literally, he brought a bag, like a full friggin' ounce of weed with him. And he smoked the entire thing in the 45 minute ride to get there. Cause he was just so friggin' nervous. He's like, oh God. And he just, and like we drove by it accidentally. He's like, no, 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 keep going, keep going. I gotta finish this. I gotta finish this. So as we're driving up, there's this mural of a skydiver on this wall. And as we're driving up, I said, hey, bro, so that's where we're going. And he looks over and he says, what, we're painting? Because he just saw a painting on the side of the wall there. And then he looked at it closer. He's like, you're taking me skydiving? You're taking me And he's like, he's all flipping out. He's, he's freaking out and getting all excited. Um, so we go do the course. We get rained out that day. But we, we go, we ended up going like two weeks later when he came back from his, uh, his bachelor party. Or sorry, from his, from his uh, honeymoon. So we go do the whole six-hour course thing. We're there, blah, blah, blah. So after we get done with that, I set up something else where all of his friends, of course, because there was going to be free beer and entertainment, show up. And I just told everybody, I think I don't even remember if I charged him a cover charge, like five or ten bucks or something, but I just said, uh, you know, I just said, hey, hey, show up. Oh, six bucks. That was it. Six bucks. Thank you. So I just said, hey, you know, show up. Six bucks. It's like, um, you get to drink as much beer as you want. There's going to be Pete's. Oh, oh, sorry, 15 bucks. Sorry, 15 bucks. So uh, I just say, look, show up. You can drink as much beer as you want. You get to eat, as, you know, you got pizza and wings there. I said, there's going to be entertainment. So we ended up renting out a brewery. So, you know, breweries have tasting rooms, right? Well, we went and we found a brewery. And I said, hey, so I want to throw my brother's bachelor party. I said, we're going to have entertainment here. And I said, is that cool? He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll throw some black plastic over the windows so people can't uh, can't see in. And I'm like, cool. I was like, is it all right? Like, we put down, like, some towels or blanket and shit. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine, man, that's fine. Um, so you pay, so et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they said, hey, so, uh, you know, you get the room for, I think it was two or three hours. They said, and you get uh, unlimited beer. Now, I don't know if anybody's had the words unlimited beer ever uttered to them, but it's a completely different story from, from concept and Damox pointing at himself. It's a completely different story from the concept where you think to yourself, Oh, I can get unlimited beer to the actual act of actually getting unlimited beer. How about unlimited Jaeger for your brother? (laughs) I of the Hawk. Holy shit. Where'd you get unlimited beer, Damox? I went to Buster's when I was still in the Army. It's a shitty little bar. It's a sports bar uh, down Rancier a bit. And, uh, wow, I know the bartender, the owner, all the waitresses. Cause, yeah, we were always there. They had 50-cent beer nights. Well, of course, I'm banging one of the waitresses, and so are a couple buddies of mine. It's kind of awesome. Awesome and awkward, because you you know what? <laughs> I say awkward. Uh, you know what, like Snow Brothers are. Yeah, yeah. So you know we're we're Eskimo brothers, Snow Brothers. Yeah, it's all good. We get, get this there. guy a parka over here. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so they give us these a parka and a wet nap. Yo, we're gonna need a lot more than that, man. I had to get a nice shot in the ass. Uh they're giving us these little poker chips that are worth a free beer, and they just keep handing them to us. So we go in there, and we've got this. We were assholes. We were in the Army. We have a briefcase that we bring with us. We pop it open, and it's full of these free beer tokens that you're supposed to pay for. 
right? We're just like, oh, yeah, unlimited beer. We can drink all night. I mean, this briefcase had, I, I don't even know. It was just stocked full. There was no way that we were going to go through it. But like, yes, unlimited beer. We just kept tossing the tokens to the bartender. Who was a new bartender? She was a bitch. Oh, yeah. I remember nothing. Um, I remember the next day where I'm having to wipe off my buddy's BMW because I puked all down the front of it, all <laughs> in the passenger seat. It was really bad. But it was a lot of fun. In Germany, I remember this one bar called Elladels. It's no longer there in Darmstadt. 50 cent shots. And not 50 cent like American cent. 50 before they switched over to the Euro. <laughs> Fennig shots. Holy shit. Wednesday night, it was one of my buddy's birthdays, and we had to go to Sergeant's time the next day. Nobody could stand straight. <laughs> Winning. So you had Sergeant Time's train on Thursday as well? Yep, we yep. sure did. Oh, man. We always had to do fucking ruck marches, and the 50-cent beer days were on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And, yeah, we get hammered and then have to ruck march in the morning for six miles. Our problem was is that we had uh, we were communication, so we had the communication shelters at the back of the home base. And, and a second start looks down, sees us all wobbling. She's like, "All right, you assholes, who's safe to drive?" We all look at each other like, "Uh, uh <laughs> we're still fucking drunk." <laughs> so drunk. So flashback to brother's b- bachelor party there. So unlimited beer. Now that's this. This is a concept that you have to experience once in your life. They had like, I think it was 15 or so taps of different beers. And I'd concur. And Zyber and I looked at each other and said, okay, you start at one end. I'm going to start at the other. And we're going to pass each other in the middle. We're going to try every single one of these tonight. Now, the cool part was is that you got to go home with a glass. So whatever glass you had, they gave you a glass when you walked in. And that was your glass all night. And then you brought it home with you. You know, that that was your glass. That that was your keepsake. That's what you got to keep. So we, he started at one end. I started at the other. We ended up meeting at Eye of the Hawk. Now, Eye of the Hawk was, was it, what was the ABV on it? Um, Eye of the Hawk, I believe it was uh, 12. That's what I remember you guys telling me. At I, least, I, I, think. I think you're right. I think 12. I was going to say 11.5. But 12, it, it, it quite easily could have been 12. That sounds familiar. So here he and I are just pounding down Eye of the Hawk. Now, we had, there was a little bit, bit of a mix-up with the entertainment. We were, supposed to get, uh, we were supposed to get two performers, and there was a mix-up with the two performers that I chose, and we ended up getting, um, oh, was that one, Eye of the Hawk? No, wrong brewing company. Yeah, that's not the right brewing company. This is the old Saratoga Brewing Company. Three for the price of one, baby. Um, but anyway, so we were supposed to have two performers there, but there was a mess up. So the guy told me on the phone, "Hey, look, how about this? Uh, I'll give you, uh, I'll get you three girls um, for, I think it was like the price of like the price of one and a half." And I went, "Okay, sir, that sounds perfect." So we had three girls there, and. The show was going on. Everything was happening. This probably 17-year-old kid comes to deliver the pizza and wings. He walks in the door, and he had a look on his face like this was the first time he was seeing pussy. Like, 
just just he's sitting there he's he's trying to hand us he's trying to hand me pizzas and i'm trying to hand him money and I'm, i'm tipping him really well and i'm trying to hand him money and i'm trying to and he's just like his eyes are are locked like they're they're not moving he's not blinking and i just looked at him i was like bro grab a glass if you want to stick around He's like, no, I, I got, I got other deliveries to do, man. And I'm like, you know where we are when you get done. <laughs> He's like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to be here, man. I'm like, it's all good. <laughs> so we get all done with this. Now we've been drinking a lot of alcohol. Like everybody was there. Now I was smart. I told everybody, I said, look, you guys get here. I can get you home. So I hired taxis and everything. And I think the only person who actually wanted a taxi was you, Zyber. Everybody else had rides home. Um, it was me and two other people in the taxi. I think Kyle was one of them. Okay, okay. So we, like, I, I got this classic cabs, they were called classic cabs. They were old, like, Bonnevilles and stuff like that. They'd show up and they'd take you wherever. So, like... My dad came over, brought some people home. My wife showed up, and she brought me and my brother home. And then I had cabs for anybody else who wanted it. And then there was, um, uh, you know, everybody else had, had rides home. So we're driving back. And, of course, because we've drank so much beer, like just so much beer. We're driving. We get about Greenwich from Saratoga. And uh, I look at my wife. I'm like, you got to pull over. I'm going to throw up. You got to pull over. I'm going to throw up. So she pulls over. I get out of the car and I'm leaning over the guide rail and I'm not throwing up. I'm just like dry heaving there for a bit. Now I think I'm there, but it's cold. So it feels good. So I think I've been there for like a minute and a half, two minutes. So it looks, it turns out I was leaning over that rail for like 15 minutes. I must've passed out in the process. <laughs> I got back in the car I'm like, all right, let's go. So she goes to do the turn around the paper mill. All of a sudden, I feel it coming. I'm like, you got to pull over, you got to pull over. She's like, I can't. I stick my head out of the out of the window, and I I, I make this V pattern, kind of like the sprinkler does on your lawn, but down the side of the car. And it was a big, long station wagon. So my brother's in the back of the car, and he's like, he's passed out. And all of a sudden, I start heaving, and I can see it out of the corner of my eye. All he kind of does is a little snort. He's like. <laughs> And he turns away from the window and just kind of leans the other way. <laughs> we, get, we get back to the house finally. And of course, we, we were, we're still trash. So my brother wakes up in the back of the car. He opens the door to get out and he goes to close the door. And he like, he looks at his hand and he gives it like this, like this weird face. Like, what the hell's on my hand? And then he just like wipes it on his shirt. And he walks inside. <laughs> he, he passes out. And we're supposed to go like finish out skydiving the next day because we're we're if it was a, if it was a clear enough day we were gonna go because we got we got uh, stormed out the day before the clouds are too bad so we so Shinzu shows up at the house and he's sitting there like chilling out and waiting because we're all supposed to go um, I wake up I, I crawl downstairs my brother passes out he's he's been on the couch so I walk downstairs and I sit down getting ready to you know say hey let's let's go do this and I'm. I'm either still drunk, horribly hungover, or something. I'm just like, oh god. So my mom comes downstairs, and she uh, walks up to the edge of the couch, and there's a a double zero red G string on the edge end of the couch. So my mom picks up the, these you know these these things, pinching them very very delicately, and says, "Does somebody belong to these?" Waving them back and forth, and my brother, holding his head in his hands, goes, "I think I was wearing those, ma." 
Now, I want you to just picture this. My brother was a 275-pound, 6'2 man. He was, a, he was a large man, okay? And he, he goes, I'm pretty sure I was wearing those, Mom. And uh, my mom looks at him and waves them at him and goes, you were wearing these? And he just kind of opens up one eye, still holding his head in his hands. It's like, yeah, yeah, Mom, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was wearing those. And she just puts them down and goes back upstairs, and we don't see her again for a little while. <laughs> of course, it was probably his head, but... <laughs> well, she comes back downstairs, and she just walks into the living room again. She goes, so who threw up all over the car? And I just, I raised my hand from the from the love seat couch that I'm sitting on. The shame. And she goes, uh, she goes you're going to go clean that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to will my entire body out of anthropy. I, I, my intent is to clean it. So I go and get a bottle of Windex... And a whole roll of paper towels. <laughs> now I walk out to this thing, and and it's it's a massacre. Like there's just this V pattern of of gore on the side of this vehicle. <laughs> chicken wing. Yeah, there's like the there's like pieces of pizza crust in it and chicken wing. I I think I saw like part of my liver, and I, I'm walking up to this now. Like bees are flying around Finger. it. <laughs> little kids are running away from it, and I just I. St- Flies I, I stare at it, and then I just I lift up the Windex in my hand, and I aim it, and I s- just just squirt like four or five squirts onto a spot on the window, and I kind of like let it sit there, thinking, oh, I just got to let that sit and absorb in there, and then I don't even unravel the paper towels. I just I take the whole roll of paper towels, and I just press the whole roll still together, and I just I just rotate it around on the spot that I sprayed. And I just smear around a whole bunch of puke and chicken wing on the side of the window, and then I just look at it again and I go, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to the car wash." Car wash. I just get in the car, drive to the car wash, give her a power wash. That was it. And then the cannon fire from well, friggin' the movie Glory. My 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 dad has always had his TV very very loud whenever he watches movies. He comes downstairs, he turns on the television. It's on the Sci-Fi Channel, and. All of a sudden, it's the movie Glory and the cannon fire at the beginning, and it's a deafening volume. There's my brother, ah, just holding his head in his hands, just like somebody just broke, just shattered his skull, and his skull was made of glass. Like, just, ah. oh, good times. That that just made me think of uh, Corey laying on the couch too, with the big old salad bowl thing under his chin. Oh, hey, we're gonna go for a nice greasy breakfast, some runny eggs. Fatty sausage, you in? Is that a no? <laughs> Is that a no? Alrighty, guys. Well, Damoc, where can people find you at, man? Uh, honestly, I just hang out in the, the GNA Discord. And yeah, I mean, of course, if you're Russian, Damoc.net, give my girls a try. We're fucking great at that elastic shit. Don't fucking worry. We're not professional entirely yet. We're getting away from the elastic. But yeah, you can hit us up, daywalk.net. If you want to actually talk to me, come see me in the GNA uh, Discord. Oh, God, please don't go to daywalk.net. Don't even curiosity-wise go to <laughs> daywalk.net. It's a trap. It seriously is a trap. And next time, Daymok, you got to say it all in a Russian accent. It's a trap! D, where can people find you, man? They can find me at... Uh... Microbrew Gamers with a Z instead of an S dot com at my website or Microbrew Gamers with a Z instead of an S uh, YouTube. 
You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, chilling out in the GNA podcast. Zyberblood, where can people find you at, man? You can find me chilling out on, like everybody else, the GNA Discord, but also on the GNA Twitter, the GNA Facebook, as well as my own stuff, which includes my um, my Instagram, uh, my Facebook, and my Twitter, all um, either Zyberblood, Z-Y-B-E-R, or Zybergames, Z-Y-B-E-R-G-A-M-E-S. Um, other than that, wherever I game is usually my tags, Cyberblood. So, unless it's, you know, not me. It's a 12-year-old kid that's a real douchebag. Very nice. And I am Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil vs. Games on Twitter. Uh, Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Ustream, yada, 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 pretty much everywhere else. If you look for Cecil Xavier, you're going to find me, except for on Facebook. If you search me there, you might find some dude in fatigues. Ignore him. I'm not him. I'm the uh, I'm the starry knight with a TARDIS in it. Damoc, hit it, man. We uh, hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. Help people find the show. So, if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. We can also find us on Android and Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Speaker, My Tuner, Your Listen, and whatever else you want to find us. Let us know. We will upload there, and you can follow us on Twitter at GNA Podcast. Join us for the Discord chat. See you pin a pinned tweet. Facebook. We are also on Facebook, which is awkward, but we're there. Because hashtag delete Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast. We've started playing and hosting guests on our stream feeds at www.twitch.tv slash GNA Podcast and on Mixer, which no one uses Mixer, but we're still going to use it anyways, www.mixer.com slash GNA Podcast. We have partnered with the Humble Bundle. Tell us about the Humble Bundle, D. Well, Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that we, GNA, are partnered with. You can purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. You choose what part goes to publisher, the Humble Bundle, or the charity. You can give it all to charity if you want, or none of it. Your call. Through that question mark part equals GNA Podcast at the end of your Honda Bundle link. Before you buy, let them know we sent you that way. So far this month, we've raised $20.37 for charity through our partnership with Honda Bundle. Don't you go editing that shit, fool. We are a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community. Check out our good friends, Meter, at We Need to Talk, and Brian Langali at What's the Finish. Angel, Angel, man. I'm confused now. Meter, Ryan, Dick Beater. Okay, Dick Beater. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever. Ledger, Ryan, Rick Ledger. We want to thank Morgan Bullshit Photography. No, I'm sorry. That is Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. Email us at gnapodcast at gna in your dna dot one. 
with questions, comments, and send a mock to death threats. I dare you. We would like to hear from you. Last but not least, check out our website. It's pretty fucking sexy. www.gnapodcast.com. Great there, Dave. Yeah, right. Bravo. Yeah, we're here you. Yeah, I should go. Right there. Have a great night, guys. Action. Buzz, buzz. That's action. Oh, God damn, that was great. <laughs>